Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Matthew chapter 26 from verse 57. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah. Who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Well, how do you feel when you see powerful people and powerful forces uh, aligned against you? whether it's political leaders, or whether it's uh, your enemies, whether it's a disease that's crossing our world and destroying lives. How do you feel when there are powerful people and powerful forces against you and against us? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? We feel afraid. We feel anxious. And we worry about how it's all going to end. In a sense, we want to see the end and know what we're dealing with. And when that happens, I wonder, 
how does Jesus look to you? When the crowd came uh, with their clubs and the betrayer came with them to arrest Jesus, the disciples were afraid and they all deserted him. But as they took him to the powerful leaders, there was one disciple who followed. Verse 57 again, those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance. Right up to the courtyard of the high priest, he entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. One disciple followed. Why? What did he want to see? It says here he wanted to see the outcome. Literally, it says to see the end. Jesus had arrived saying the kingdom of God is near, it's at hand. And then he started saying the end is going to come. So Peter wants to see the end, though at this point I think he's just expecting to see the end of Jesus. And so he sits and he looks. And what does he see? What do we see? We see powerful leaders and a weak Jesus. It's really clear here, isn't it, that the leaders are the ones with the power. They're the ones who took Jesus, verse 57. They're the ones who gather the witnesses against him. It's the high priests who's asking the questions. Jesus is always the object of what is happening. He's never the subject. And these powerful leaders, they use their power, they use it unjustly, they use it cruelly. They bring false evidence, verse 59. And once Jesus is condemned, verse 67, they abuse him and they mock him. They're powerful leaders. And Jesus, he's just weak. He's at the mercy of these powerful leaders, which is no mercy at all. We don't see a king here, do we? We just see a weak man. And it's a familiar scene to us. The leaders of our world always look powerful, and they often use their power unjustly and cruelly. And the little people, they have no power. We usually feel like we have power, like we're in control of our lives, of our lives, even if we're not in control of the big events of the world. But that's normally how it is. And we're living in this new world, aren't we? This new normal of COVID-19. The leaders, in a sense, look more powerful now. They get to tell us where we can go and where we can't go and what we can do and what we can't do. And in a sense, we want them to be powerful. We rely on them to fix this for us. But at the same time, we actually realize how powerless the leaders are. They're powerless against something that is so small. This virus is so small, you can't even see it. But we can see that it is very powerful, that it's dominating our world. 
about it seems to be destroying our world as we know it. And suddenly, you and I and our leaders look powerless. But whether it was the old normal or the new normal, something hasn't changed. Jesus looks weak. Jesus looks powerless. We can't see him. We can't hear him. And often our image of him is a weak man dying on a cross. What could he do? What happens when you see the powerful leaders, where you see the powerful forces against you, and you see Jesus looking powerless and weak? Well, that's what happened to Peter, isn't it? As he's sitting there waiting to see the end, to see how it ends, a servant girl, a mere servant girl, comes up to him and says, You know this man, this Jesus of Galilee, this Jesus of Nazareth, do you see what she calls him? He's just a man. And Peter, the one who called him the Christ, do you remember, at this point, he buys it. Jesus looks weak and powerless, a weak man. And so in verse 72, he denies Jesus. He says, I don't know the man. And it's the same for us, isn't it? When we see the powerful leaders and the powerful forces against us, we see Jesus as just a man, just a man of history, a weak man, weak, dying, dead. No wonder sometimes we deny him too. And at a time like this, where there's so much uncertainty, uh, there are so many powerful people and such a powerful force dominating our world. No wonder we feel afraid. We feel anxious. We wonder what's going to happen to me, what's going to happen to my family, what's going to happen to my church, to my world. And what could Jesus, weak Jesus, possibly do. No wonder we feel anxious and afraid. But sometimes we realise that we don't actually see the full picture, that what we're seeing is not reality. And that's what Matthew, that's what God wants us to see here. As powerful leaders, what looks like a weak Jesus, but actually He's a powerful Jesus, and he does two powerful things here in this event. Verse 63, they're simple words, aren't they? But Jesus remained silent. Remaining silent seems weak, doesn't it? As if you've got nothing to say against these strong leaders who've got so much to say. But actually remaining silent at a time like this, when your very life is threatened, shows great strength, shows great power. It shows power over himself, doesn't it? 
that he can control himself at this moment when he could say so much. And it shows his power over the situation. We've seen again and again that Jesus is in control of this situation, that he could have stopped it at any moment, that he could have stopped it now. We saw last week that he didn't want to drink the cup, but he willingly chooses to drink the cup of God's wrath so that he might die as our Passover lamb. We saw last week the father was silent, and now the son is silent. And as Isaiah 53 says, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. Jesus does something powerful here. It's a powerful silence. And then when the high priest demands that he speaks, when he puts him under oath and he must speak, and he demands of him, tell us, are you the Messiah? Well, listen to the words, the powerful words that he speaks. I say to all of you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. I cannot imagine a bigger claim to power. You can't sit in a more powerful seat than the right hand of the mighty God. And Jesus quoted before, didn't he, from Psalm 110. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And you cannot be a more powerful person than the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven in Daniel chapter 7. In Daniel 7, you see these terrifying, powerful beasts, and they represent human rulers, human rulers who use their power unjustly and cruelly. And then one like a Son of Man comes to the Ancient of Days, and he's given authority, power, and glory, and all nations worship him, and his kingdom will never be destroyed. You can't sit in a more powerful seat. You can't be a more powerful person than what Jesus claims to be. It makes these leaders, the Roman Empire, emperor of their day, the US president, it makes even this pandemic look like a tiny, weak It's no wonder, is it, that the high priest at that point tears his clothes, declares this is blasphemy, and sentenced him to death. For in his mind, there's no question that what Jesus has said could possibly be true. He is just a weak man. Look at him. See how weak he is. He couldn't even avoid arrest. And he'll be dead at their hands in less than 24 hours. It's a wonderful reminder, isn't it? These words of Jesus to look back. Jesus' powerful silence, that he used his power, he used his power to die 
as our lamb, as our Passover lamb, as our substitute to save us from God's wrath. And it's a wonderful reminder to, to look forward that the day will come when this Son of Man will come in his glory, he'll sit on his throne, and every enemy will be put under his feet. Every unjust, cruel leader. Every disease will be destroyed forever. And there will be nothing to be anxious about. Nothing to be afraid of. It's a wonderful reminder to look back and to look forward. But it's a wonderful reminder as well to look up now. So Jesus says here that the Son of Man will be coming on the clouds of heaven. And we hear those words and we immediately think that he must be talking about his coming back, his, his coming again. But you see how he introduces it in verse 64? I say to all of you, from now on, you will see this Son of Man. He says to these powerful leaders who are there right in front of him, I look so weak to you, don't I? But you will see me, you will see me, sitting at God's right hand. You will see me coming as judge. And not just one day, when I return, Every knee will bow and your knees will be one of them. He's not just saying that. Do you see what he says? From now on. This is about to happen. Jesus is saying to these leaders, at this moment, you have me. You have me in your power and you're about to kill me. But I will rise. I will go up to my Father. And I'll be given all authority. And even though you won't see me rise physically, you will see what I will do. I, who you are about to kill because I'm in your power, soon, in just a few days, thousands of your own people will hear about me and submit my church, I am going to grow my church, and it'll grow despite your murderous opposition. You'll see that. And even one of your own, one of the Pharisees, will see me and turn to me. You will see that. And this temple that I said I could destroy, you'll see it destroyed. And your beloved Jerusalem, that I said would be destroyed. You will see it destroyed. You will see from now on. Jesus' words here are a wonderful reminder, not just to look back, not just to look forward, but to look up now, from now on. Jesus is actually ruling now. 
seated at the right hand of God with all power and authority. He's building his church. And even the gates of hell cannot stand against it. Let alone a pandemic. When we see powerful leaders and when we see these powerful forces against us, we feel afraid. We feel anxious. And if we see Jesus as weak and powerless, if we see him as a man just dying on the cross and now dead, or even just alive, but not doing anything, with no power, we will feel afraid and anxious. But we need to see Jesus as he is. We need to look back and see that Jesus was powerfully silent and died for us. We need to look forward and see that the Son of Man will rule, he will judge, he will put every enemy under his feet, and we will no longer have anything to be afraid of. And now, when we have things to be afraid of, now we need to look up. We need to look up and see that he is ruling now. We need to look up when every day brings more change. When we look at the news to see what the new restrictions are, to see how many more people have been infected, how many more people have died, and, and, and we don't know where it's going to end. But if we look up, then we will be able to say, we will not fear, though the earth give way. Not because we trust our leaders or they will fix it and keep us safe somehow. But because the Lord, the Lord is in charge and sitting on his mighty throne. In my Bible reading uh, this week, I read these words in Psalm 4. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. I don't know whether you're having trouble sleeping at the moment. We have every reason to have trouble sleeping, I think. But even if we have trouble sleeping, we have someone that we can trust in, someone who is ruling and someone who is not weak, but is powerful. So whatever the powerful leaders bring against us, whatever these powerful forces, whatever this disease brings against us, whatever tomorrow or whatever this week brings, we can look back, we can look forward and we can look up now and see our powerful Jesus. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Help us to see Jesus as he is now. Father, you know how each of us are feeling, what it is that we are anxious about, what it is that we are afraid of. In whatever our situation and whatever tomorrow and the next day brings, help us to see 
Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen.